Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. I'm Russell Venozzi, back for another episode of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Thanks for joining us today. Got a great show lined up. We're going to talk in just a moment to Oakland football coach Kevin Creasy. His squad is 6-1 and one ahead of a matchup with Coffee County this week. We'll also dive into some Week 9 storylines and also make picks for some of Week 9's top games. Of course, we are proud to be brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. A lot to get to today, so let's dive right in now. We're going to bring in Kevin Creasy, who's going to join us on screen. Hey. Kevin, thanks for being here. How, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. So, Kevin, uh, you guys are coming off the open week, and I know uh, that's a great time to heal up, kind of have a mental reset for everybody there, too. Uh, what what did that open week do for your team, and, and how's everything looking so far in practice this week coming off that uh, coming off some restful days there? Yeah, you know, it uh, came at the perfect time. We needed some rest. It was a good break for not just the players, but the coaches as well. So it's been a, you know, a long regular season and, uh, you know, a week seven uh, fall break. We pretty much gave everybody off for five days and came back in the last three days and had some practices. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was perfect timing. Uh, got some good rest uh, for the players and the coaches and, getting some guys that have some bumps and bruises, getting those guys healed up. So entering that off, we, everything's been going pretty well so far. You guys have, have won five games straight since that loss at Center, Center Grove, Indiana, which I know is is having a great season there. Um, but I guess over, this, over that five-game stretch, Kevin, what are some characteristics of this year's team that have emerged that uh, you feel like are leading to a success? I guess what are some of those defining aspects of, of this group that you've got? Yeah, you know, um, the Center Grove loss is uh, – Probably one of the best things happened to us. It definitely uh, got us uh, humbled and uh, got us hungry again and uh, definitely put us on the right path. And uh, the biggest thing about our team is, you know, there's not a lot of superstars, but we do feel like we're getting a little bit better every week. Uh, we feel like our defense is, is really uh, uh, getting better and and uh, putting us in great positions. Uh, offense is coming along and, uh, special teams have always been solid here at, at Oakland. Uh, got a really, really good kicker again. Uh, Jacob Taylor was up for Mr. Football last year. Expect him to be up for it again this year, having a great year. Uh, so, yeah, you know, defense, offense is catching up to our special teams. And, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully we're heading in the right direction around playoff time. So your son, Kyler Creasy, began the season as the starting quarterback, and I'll ask you about that in, in just a moment. But I know in that second game of the season, uh, Kyler, Kyler went down with a broken collarbone, uh, sat out for about a month, came back last or two weeks ago against, against Siegel and was able to play some. How in the world was he able to recover that quickly and, uh, and get back to it? Yeah, you know, I think it had been five weeks, uh, you know, and now it's been seven weeks. I actually went to the doctor today and uh, got an x-ray and, uh, you know, he's got a little bump uh, on the on where the crack was. Uh, been taking a lot of calcium, and you can tell that it's healed up. But, uh, you know, it's still a little bit of a bump there. Uh, it doesn't have any pain, so he should be good to go this Friday. Uh, like I said, it was good to kind of get him in the mix uh, against Siegel before fall break. 
and, uh, you know, just get some reps, knock a little rust off and, uh, you know, get him heading in the right direction. Yeah, certainly glad to hear that he's healthy again. And, uh, you know, on that note, Kevin, what's it been like coaching your son, especially now that he's playing? And uh, I know you're trying to field the best lineup you possibly can and you, you want to win, but but you're also a dad. So how, how do you sort of balance that um, this this year with Kyler? Yeah, you know, I treat him like everybody else. Hopefully, some say I treat him a little bit rougher than everybody else. Uh, but, you know, I expect a lot more out of him, too. And, uh, you know, after the injury, you got to really realize uh, what a privilege it is, you know, to coach your kid. And uh, it can be taken away at any time. You know, injuries are uh, one of the worst things about this game that we all love. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, it made you realize that you better – you better appreciate the opportunities that you have uh, because they can be taken away pretty quickly. So you guys have several playmakers too that uh, to work with, with whoever's playing quarterback. Uh, Dwayne Morris, of course, leads that group after coming over from Red Bank in the offseason. Uh, he's nearly got 1,000 all-purpose yards, 14 total touchdowns through seven games. What is this, what is it about Dwayne that you know is so difficult for, for defenses to try to contain him? Yeah, you know, he's just kind of the total package. He's a guy that can run well. He can block well. He can catch the ball well. Uh, you know, he's a return force in the kick game. So he's got a lot of uh, different tools that are at his disposal, and he can work uh, uh, a lot of plays, uh, you know, a lot of plays that would be just negative yardage plays for us. He can turn into something positive. So he's just that kind of player, really dynamic player, and it's easy to see you know, how, how athletic he is when he has the ball in his hand. You've also got uh, senior running back Ashton Jones, who came over from DCA. He's having a nice season as well. Uh, about 800 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns so far. Uh, since Ashton came over, I mean, what? how has he sort of fit in with what you guys do uh, there at Oakland? Yeah, you know, we're a run-first team, and so uh, having a one-two punch uh, like Dewan and Ashton, I think has been real beneficial for us. Uh, we're getting Avery Hainsworth back healthy. Uh, so, you know, having three different guys that can tote the load, I think that's huge. And uh, Ashton brings a, a, you know, a good skill set of uh, not just being a, a guy that can hit it between the tackles, but he can bounce it outside and do a lot of damage as well. Unselfish guy, willing to block, that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, they make for a good one-two punch and, you know, give a lot of defenses – uh, uh, trouble and uh, give them a lot to work on. And uh, speaking of defense, your defense is playing well too. And I know there's um, some veteran names in there like Corey Smith and uh, Steven Ellison having nice years. Uh, that group's allowing just under nine points a game. What? Who are some of the new guys though, maybe that have stepped up this year? Maybe some names that aren't quite as heralded that you've, you've been impressed by so far. Yeah. You know, uh, We've got a sophomore that starts for us, which is like unheard of at Oakland. But uh, Cam Sanders is a big nose guard, uh, you know, just over 300 pounds. It, uh, you know, kind of wreaks of uh, havoc there in the middle. And uh, you want to talk about linebackers. We've got three guys that can really run fast. You know, Corey's been starting for us for a couple of years. Uh, but we've got uh, – that was the bell, by the way. <laughs> Time to change. But, but – We've got a little brother um, of our, our starting safety who is having a heck of a year. Both of them have, have played really well, and uh, hopefully we can uh, 
get back to getting all of them healthy right now. We do have some bumps and bruises on defense, uh, but Caleb Ellison is the younger brother of Steve Ellison, and Caleb's having a tremendous year, uh, unbelievable player for us. Uh, and so, I, you know, you talk about one-two punches. I think if you talk about Caleb uh, and his older brother, uh, they're kind of the one-two punch uh, on defense. And Corey Smith just committed to Toledo, right? Yeah, he committed this week to Toledo and, uh, uh, you know, will, will be a great get for those guys. I mean, he's a tremendous player and a heck of an athlete and a great, great teammate. Yeah, I remember him even a couple of years ago already already wreaking havoc in the backfield. So that's been neat to kind of see his progression there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, of course, you guys are coming off the uh, the three straight Class 6A state titles, and I believe only four teams in the state of Tennessee have ever done a four-peat. I, I may need to check the uh, the record books on that. High school record keeping is a little uh, hit-miss, as I'm sure you know. But how do you guys sort of handle the expectations you have for yourselves? Uh, is that something you talk about at all, or, or is it just something that it, everyone's so aware of it, it doesn't even need to be spoken about during the season? Yeah, you know, I don't think we've ever mentioned it this year until this week coming back from fall break and, you know, just talk to them about, you know, the expectations, you know. I uh, don't want to be the team to to let all the other teams before us down and uh, they kind of understand the pressure that's on them, you know, and uh, just really hadn't mentioned it because it's so far away from, you know, week 15 at the beginning of the season, but now we're kind of at the halfway point, week seven, week eight. Uh, hopefully we've got seven or eight more weeks of, of football left. Uh, but, you know, if you don't show up and play like you're supposed to, it could be gone by week 11. So uh, we need to make sure that our guys are aware of that. That's right. And three regular season games still to come before the playoffs get rolling. It's Coffee County this week, uh, Ravenwood and Riverdale to round it out. Um, maybe just real quick, quickly on those teams, what do you sort of make of those matchups and uh, some of the challenges they – you guys might face in those games. Yeah, you know, Coffee County uh, took Blackman to the wire in the playoffs last year, so that's definitely got all of our attention. Uh, their quarterback uh, got injured early in the season. Uh, seems to be a lot of that going around this year. Uh, but, you know, one of the best defenses we'll be seeing, uh, great D-line, uh, really good outside backers. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be, you know, one of those challenges that uh, we have to understand that, uh, it's a region game, so it makes it that much more important. Ravenwood is more for bragging rights than anything. And then uh, turn back around, you have Battle of the Borough. Uh, so it's one of the most talented Riverdale teams we've ever faced in my eight years being here. Uh, you know, they've got kids committed to all these Division One schools, and uh, they got some good players that still don't have, uh, you know, some offers yet that we think probably deserve some. So a uh, very talented Riverdale team coming in. And, uh, you know, maybe if we take care of business uh, this week and they take care of business this week, uh, it'll be for all the Marvels Week 10. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd probably have a playoff-like atmosphere there a week before the postseason even starts, so that, that would be neat. Uh, Kevin, appreciate all your time. I've got one more for you on the way out here, and then yeah. uh, we'll let you get back to it. But I've interviewed a lot of coaches on this show, uh, some veterans like yourself, some some guys that are just sort of in their first or second year. I know there's a lot of assistant coaches out there as well trying to become head coaches. But I guess when you speak to to uh, guys that are sort of new on the block, what what's a piece of advice you get that, that you give them? Maybe something you learned along the way, at, either at Trousdale County or Oakland, that's helped you be successful. Is there 
something that comes to mind there? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, somebody gave me this advice a long time ago. You know, if you want to be a head coach bad enough, uh, you better be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Uh, you know, there's oftentimes a lot of jobs that are open and uh, there's sometimes that they're willing to hire some guys that maybe aren't ready yet, but a lot of those jobs are open for a reason. So uh, be careful in your selection. Make sure you pick a good job. That's two things I've been real lucky with, you know, Oakland, uh, you know, a traditional powerhouse and Trousdale even more so, uh, you know, being a, a tradition rich school with a lot of winning. Uh, so, yeah, you know, be selective, uh, you know, be patient, trying to find, you know, a good job. And uh, the biggest thing is, you know, try to try to enjoy where you're at, you know, coach wherever your feet, you know, land and make sure you make the best of that. And hopefully better opportunities come along and, uh, you know, surround yourself with good people. That's usually uh, the most important thing. You're only as good as your assistant coaches and uh, you better sur surround yourself around good people. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, Kevin, thanks again for being here. We appreciate it. Congrats on a great start to the season, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Great. Thanks for having me. All right, that's been Oakland football coach Kevin Creasy. Really enjoyed the conversation there uh, with Kevin. His team's obviously had so much success over the last few years, and they are looking to keep that rolling as we head closer to the playoffs. We're going to take a break now and then come back with some Week 9 storylines, so stick around for that. Just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Don't let pain keep you from doing the things you love. With our world-class physicians, Houston Clinic Orthopedics will have you back enjoying your life in no time. From ortho care to physical therapy and more, visit our website to book an appointment. Houston Clinic Orthopedics, when experience matters. Craving the juiciest, most delicious burgers in Dixon? Look no further. Luke's Burgers and Breakfast has got you covered. Whether you're in the mood for a mouth-watering cheeseburger or a breakfast burrito, we have it all. Our secret? Only the freshest ingredients cooked to perfection every time. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Come on down to Luke's Burgers and Breakfast, where every bite is an experience. So there aren't a ton of games going on in week nine. That means a lot of the playoff implications are pushed back to week 10 and 11. Of course, we were just talking with Kevin right there. Potential region championship may be on the line with Riverdale and Oakland, depending on how things shake out. And they certainly won't be the only one in that final week. But there are still some things to watch for this week. Of course, you've got Davidson, Williamson, Montgomery, and Robertson counties are among the school systems at fall break. So most of their teams are not playing. Uh, many of the Nashville area private schools are off as well. 
but keep an eye on Creekwood at Station Camp. This game may not jump off the page uh, for a lot of folks because both teams are two and five, but this game is going to go a long way into determining a playoff spot in uh, that ever competitive region five, four a that also has Marshall County and Pearl Combe. Of course, those two teams pretty much have the top two spots locked up and they will decide that region title most likely in week 11 as well. But Creekwood station camp, both teams with a lot to play for this week uh, certainly could get a leg up in that playoff race as the uh, number three and number four seeds in that region are up for grabs. So whoever wins that game, It's going to have uh, a good chance to make the postseason. The loser is going to have definitely a bit of a tougher road there. And uh, looking back at last week, real briefly here, NBA knocking off Lipscomb Academy, a huge win there for the Big Red. And now looking forward, NBA is, of course, off this week uh, on an open date. But you have to wonder how much damage NBA might be capable of moving forward. They still travel to Baylor next week, and then they will uh, play Brentwood Academy in the final week. Of course, Brentwood Academy struggled quite a bit there at one and seven. So NBA at three and five seemed like this was going to be a rebuilding year for them. And in a lot of ways, it certainly has been. They lost their first four games and uh, had a tough start there, but they're playing well now heading towards the playoffs. And I'm interested to see if maybe they're playing their best in the, in the, in the postseason. They might just catch somebody napping and uh, get a little further than maybe we're expecting in this first year without Marcel Reed. So I'm keeping my eyes on NBA, no doubt. And we mentioned Brentwood Academy a minute ago. Of course, they are struggling as a team. George McIntyre having a great season. And he is, of course, a top-ranked quarterback prospect for the class of 2025. 24-7 Sports has him listed as the number two quarterback in the entire nation for that class. Also the number 13 prospect nationally. And he has sort of narrowed his recruitment a little bit. He announced the 10 schools he's going to focus on moving forward. That list includes some heavyweights like Auburn, and Alabama also includes FIU, where his uncle, Mike McIntyre, is the head coach. Um, the rest of the list includes Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Oregon, Tennessee, and UCLA. So plenty of blue bloods there for George McIntyre. We'll be interested to see him uh, as he sort of narrows down that list further in, in the future. But uh, certainly no rush for him to make a commitment. But it does seem that he's got his pick of the litter. Um, so would not be surprised see George McIntyre playing some big time college football in a couple of years. And uh, I mentioned it this year. He's been a bright spot for the Eagles. He's completing 67% of his passes uh, for 2,200 yards and 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. They traveled to Lipscomb Academy after their open week. So uh, we'll be interested to see if maybe the Eagles can get on track there. We've been saying that for weeks, um, but next week against Lipscomb Academy would certainly be a good time to right the ship there. That is all we've got for Week 9 Storylines. We'll take a quick break and come right back with score predictions for Week 9. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. 
Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRR Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRR Group today. Founded in 2005, Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions has a reputation of consistently offering the lowest possible rates and above all providing outstanding customer service. Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions takes pride in treating our clients with honesty and integrity. We provide excellent service and experience you can trust for all your mortgage needs. Proudly serving all of Tennessee. Apply today. Call Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions, 858-518-1506 or online at www.firstlendingonline.com. NMLS number 314276, ID 135932. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work, you do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. Happy to report as we enter week nine, I've still got a slim lead in the Main Street Prep staff-wide football predictions contest. I believe I've got a one-game lead over Brady McIntamney, so we'll see if we can keep that going. Last week, a couple slip-ups, went seven and three. So my overall record is now 58 and 22. Um, certainly could be better, and let's see if we can get back on track this week. Of course, not a lot of games, but we were still able to fish out 10 uh, for the staff-wide pick and you can check that out at MainStreetPreps.com. We've got it uploaded every Wednesday, so you can get a, a wide cross-section of what all of our sports editors and reporters think uh, about this week's games. But I've picked out five here that I'd like to talk about to close the show, starting with our Main Street Preps game of the week in the pick uh Lebanon at Mount Juliet. This is a, a great Wilson County rivalry game, and Lebanon's 5-2 and two. after a little bit of a slow start to the season. They've looked much improved. I've uh, got a great playmaker in Key Crow that's um, it's just difficult to contain in all aspects of the game on offense, defense, and special teams. Mount Juliet having a great season, a quiet 7-0 and uh, for Mount Juliet. They are still in our somewhere hovering around number 10 in our Main Street Preps top 25 rankings. Might be a spot or two above that now. I'd have to double check, but having a great year there. And uh, Tyler Travers at quarterback has been a big, big reason why. I saw him in the preseason against Innsworth. I think we talked about that many weeks ago on this show, but what he was able to do against Innsworth, that was just somebody you looked at and said, Hey, he's, he could be on pace for a good season. And that certainly panned out uh, on defense. They've got defensive end Atticus Fiori Fiorita. Hopefully I'm saying that right. He is a monster in the backfield, uh, had all, all kinds of sacks and tackle for loss a couple of weeks ago when they last played. And uh, he's got to be a nightmare for offensive line coaches to, to try to plan for. So, with that said, I like Mount Juliet to come out on top here, uh, 31 to 27. I'm giving Lebanon some points there because uh, blowouts are just hard to predict when when you're talking about a rivalry game like this, especially as Lebanon's come on strong lately. But I still think Mount Juliet's got enough firepower there to stay undefeated and move to 8 and 0 this week. Let's go next to Siegel at Beach. Um, Beach is three and four, and it's not a three and four that maybe he's created equally with a lot of three and four records out there because the losses have been all to good teams, Collierville, Riverdale, Independence, and Henry County. 
Henry County, of course, was last week's overtime loss, 46 to 45. That was a real heartbreaker for the Buccaneers. And I feel like this week at home again against Siegel is going to be a get right game for them. Uh, Siegel is likely going to be without starting quarterback Thomas Santel for the rest of the year due to an injury. That's a huge loss for them. He was their, I believe, their leading rusher in addition to being a, a strong passer there for them. So that's a tough loss for Siegel. We'll see how they bounce back, but I've got Beach taking this one pretty handily, 35 to 10. Speaking of get right games, Nashville Christian at Fayetteville. Um, Nashville Christian, we had Coach Jeff Brothers on last week. They were not able to pull it out against Columbia Academy. Had some chances late, uh, but Jerry Curtis threw an interception. Columbia Academy was able to fill, uh, to close that one out and likely take the top spot now in that region. But still plenty uh, of of things out there for Nashville Christian to play for. They can um, get another win this week and kind of build some more momentum going in their final couple weeks uh, against Fayetteville. And uh, I think they're going to be able to do that just with Jerry Curtis, Bryson Holt, some of the other guys they've got. I think that's going to be enough to go on the road and and take this one, uh, maybe take out some frustration as well. So I've got Nashville Christian winning 42 to 28 over Fayetteville. We talked about a rivalry game a, a minute ago with Lebanon and Mount Juliet, but May not get bigger than Blackman at Riverdale, the backyard brawl, which is an awesome name for this rivalry. Uh, Warriors are having a great season over at Riverdale, and I've got to pick them 35 to 21. But Blackman has has hung tough with some teams. Uh, Kevin, I think, mentioned that in our interview that um, you know they their record may not show it. They're still in their first year um, with their new head coach, but they're going to probably compete well here. And that's why I'm not picking this game as a blowout, but I do have Riverdale uh, quarterback, Braden Graham, who's putting up video game numbers, probably a Mr. Football candidate there in class six, a uh, Brock Montgomery having a great season wide receiver. I've got those guys having a good night here and a 35 to 21 win over Blackman. And the last one we'll talk about today is Pope prep at Rockvale. If Elijah Robb can have a big game, I think the Knights certainly have a chance. They have leaned on him heavily throughout the season. And they started to have some better results here lately. I believe they've won three of their last four games, including an overtime win at BGA a couple weeks ago. So that was great for the Knights, who are playing a lot of sophomores, uh, even some freshmen, a lot of a lot of young players there. Certainly a team to watch for uh, in the years to come. But they've started to uh, to grow up right before our eyes this season, and uh, the results have shown that. But the Rockets have some experience on their side. They've got senior quarterback Brennan Mayhew. And I think that's going to be enough to make the difference here. So I'm going Rockvale 28, Pope Prep 20. I do think that'll be a good game. Like I mentioned, you can find all of our picks, including uh, all 10 of my picks, online at MainStreetPreps.com by Wednesday afternoon. And be sure to stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com throughout the coming weeks. We've, we're going to have, uh, we've already got golf coverage on there. Those state championships are ongoing right now. Volleyball championships are next week. Soccer championships are the week after that. And then the football playoffs and the cross-country uh, state championships are the week after that. So a, a great time to get on board. You can get a subscription for just $3.99 a month or $34.99 for an entire year. And I think that's certainly worth uh, the, the cost of admission there. So sure to follow us on Twitter at Main Street Preps. Like us on Facebook by searching out Main Street Preps. And we'll see you next time here on the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. You've been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.